Welcome back, everybody. Season 2, Episode 1. We're so excited to be back in studio. Guys, we got an action-packed episode coming up. We're going to talk about the things that have changed from Season 1 to Season 2. We're going to talk about the new things we got going on. And guys, I'm very excited. We have a special guest today, all the way from Shawnee, Oklahoma, Jared Eversole from the Outdoor Nation Expo. He is the co-owner, and he is a really, really good guy. And he has become a pretty good friend of mine. We got him on the show today, and guys, it's super exciting. We're going to talk about the expo. We're going to talk about things that's been going on, things that are going to be coming up. It's going to be super excited, and I'm glad we get to share it with you. So, with that being said, let's get in to Season 2, Episode Number 1. Jared, how are you doing? Man, I'm great. How are you doing, Brady? I'm I'm having the time of my life. I'm telling you. So <laughs> why does that not surprise me? Yeah, no, it's just that's the way. If you're not living life to the fullest extent, you're not living. Yes, sir. So, so for the people that don't know who you are, um, I, I think that everybody needs to know who you are for sure. Um, I feel like you and I we've kind of connected on. A couple different levels, and it's it's been an awesome experience, and I'm excited for the future and what the future holds. Um, so let's let's talk about what you do. What does Jared Eversole do? Man, he does a lot more than he wants to half the time. But uh, <laughs> seem like I got my irons in the fire everywhere. But I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, you know, how you and I connected was through the expo that I own called Outdoor Nation Expo, uh, that we just got through having, what, about three weeks ago or something like that. And, uh, I, I hit you guys up for a booth and the rest is history. Uh, you guys, you know, came to our expo, uh, had a great time. We uh, provide a lot of entertainment, uh, the hunting and fishing expo, a lot of attractions, high energy from start to finish. It was a action-packed weekend, and it was it was honestly, that was the first expo I've ever gone to, and then, you know, with me starting Whitetails and White Lions, the brand, um, it, was, it was an awesome experience to go to a show like that, and I think we picked probably one of the best ones to go to to start with, like, I mean... And it was a little, I'm not going to lie, I was a little nervous because it was one of those deals where it was like, okay, I hope you're ready to play with the big dogs because they're all going to be here. And it was it was absolutely awesome. The people were great. Um, we did pretty, pretty awesome in sales. And just the connections and the people that we met while we were there was absolutely amazing all by itself. Yeah, that's what I tell people when they sign up to be a vendor at our show is, is yes, sales is everything, but the networking while you're there uh, could far surpass any sales that you do. 
Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, from even from the first night, you know, you go in there and you set up and then you get to go hang out with everybody. And then it's like the meet and greet and you get to talk to other vendors and you just hang out, get to listen to live music and just have fun. And it was a blast. That's awesome, man. We're glad you had a good time. So besides besides the outdoor expo, what what else do you got your hands in? Um, past 10 years, I have been a video production company owner, and I got started into that uh, just by wanting to film my own hunts, and that slowly progressed into wanting to edit the hunts, and then... I got pretty good at it, got recognized by some people, and people wanted me to do it for them. And like I said, here we are 10 years later. Uh, I'm the owner of Deep Fork Productions, and we're based out of central Oklahoma, and we have just taken off. Uh, It's been a blessing. Um, We started off with just a couple of local TV shows, and currently... Oh, if I could count them up, there would be about eight different TV series that we're producing. And uh, we've got shows on Discovery Channel that are fishing. Uh, We've got shows that uh, are down to the local uh, Channel 52 in Oklahoma City that I guess we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, But we've got multiple shows on Sportsman's Channel, uh, World Fishing Network, and uh, we kind of do it all. We do it from the filming to the editing to the delivery to the network. Uh, if you've watched a hunting or fishing TV show here lately, you might have watched some of the ones we produce. Absolutely. I think, and, and for me, like meeting guys like you, like has been a big inspiration. Um, you know, like we just started Whitetails and White Lines uh, in November of last year, and it's grown so much in just a short amount of time. And it was something that I had my heart set on, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. The good Lord willing, good things will happen. And so far, we've been blessed, and, you know, I've got to meet people like you. And to see what you do inspires me to work twice as hard to keep pushing the envelope and be better every time, you know. So for that, I, I thank you. It's, it's, it's awesome to see what you guys do, and it's awesome to be around you guys. That's well, awesome, man. I appreciate it. It's humbling. So how big how big of a family you got? I got a pretty small family. Uh, you know, it's just me and my wife. Uh, we've been married, uh, I don't know how, 14 years, let's say. Hopefully that's not wrong. And uh, <laughs> we got one son who's Mason, who is 11 years old, going to be 12 in December. So uh, it's just the three of us. I mean, obviously we have extended family, but just in the house, it's us three. So is hunting is hunting as big in the household as it is to you? Absolutely. Um, man, I, I couldn't ask for I don't know, a better partner. Um, you know, my wife of 14 years just, I mean, it's like she hunted a little bit. And without going into a kind of a long story, she hunted a little bit with her dad, but growing up, she really didn't get into it. She was just kind of observer. And, uh, when she, you know, she and I started dating and then obviously got married, it kind of escalated into, okay, this is fun. Now I want to participate instead of watch. And she has, uh, she has taken it, you know, uh, headstrong and, 
just as pretty much hardcore into it as I am. Um, I like to say, you know, a lot of people go on these uh, beach vacations and they go on different trips and stuff like that. For many, many years, our trips have consisted of uh, hunting trips. And, you know, we've gone to Idaho black bear hunting uh, where she killed an awesome cinnamon black bear. Um, we've gone elk hunting. Haven't got an elk yet, but we've gone elk hunting. We've gone whitetail hunting. We've hunted multiple, multiple years in Kansas. She's a very accomplished uh, bow hunter for a, a female uh, of her age and she takes on that challenge uh, she won't pass up a gun hunt but uh, she likes the bow and uh, we've passed that on down to our son Mason he's just as headstrong as we are about it uh, probably because he didn't really have a choice he was raised in it and um, and he he loved it he still loves it, and he's been hunting ever since he was uh, five or six years old. Hunting, I think, killed his first deer at six years old with a crossbow, and uh, now is is wanting to get a bigger buck year after year. And uh, taxidermy bill has escalated significantly. <laughs> I can only imagine. I know, and it's funny because a lot of people um, we've caught some flack on like social media things like that just because it like the brand is wrapped around hunting and there there are people out there that don't like it but what people like that don't understand is like it's a way of life for people like you and me like i grew up doing it it's something i love doing and and i feed my family in the same sense you know because i'm here to tell you like we eat deer meat like like it's hamburger you know <laughs> we just and, had that conversation about an hour ago my wife you know came in here knew i was going to record this podcast with you and said you know hey what do you think sounds good for dinner you know the good old evening talk of uh <laughs> what are we going to have for dinner and and we named a few things and uh and one of the things that uh we're going to have involves ground deer meat and she was like, well, we're down to, a, a, you know, not very much of that. And I said, do we have right. any elk, elk meat left? She's like, we're down to the last few packages of that. And I said, what about deer? And, and we got to kind of doing a calculation in our head. Is it going to last till deer season? Because, right. you know, we don't, Oklahoma, we don't start till October 1st. And so we started doing the math and, and we're like, okay, I think, I think we'll be good. We'll be cutting it close. And so, there is not a doe in uh, on my farm that's going to be uh, safe when it comes October 1st because we've got to get some meat back in that freezer. Like you said, we, we eat it all the time, too. Uh, we, we don't eat beef very, very often. I think if we raised our own chickens, uh, we could probably be uh, self-sustaining on the meat level uh, pretty much uh, the entire year. Absolutely. I think that, and see, that's that's like something like I've always thought about doing and and we try to really because just i mean just like y'all like uh i had a, a friend of mine she said she said hey she said um do you have any deer meat by chance and i said oh absolutely well i opened the freezer and mind you there are two deer in there that need to go to the taxidermist <laughs> and have not been yet and i was like yeah i got plenty and i opened up the freezer and i looked down and i'm like oh no we but she ended up getting like I don't know twenty five pounds of ground up deer meat, and uh, 
Dang, is that but, all it takes just to ask for it? And, you know, and I, yeah. for me, you know, like I'm just one of those guys, like absolutely. If you want to eat deer meat, the more people that are eating deer meat and the more people that experience it, the better. Because in my hopes, and I'm sure just like yours, is that one day people will go, man, I really like that meat. It's really good. How can I do it myself, right? Right, right. And, uh you know, a lot of people don't understand that. Uh, you know, I've always said to everybody, you know, why do you hunt? And it's been an age-old question, and people have different reasons. Some people hunt for the sport of it. Uh, they also eat the meat, but some people, you know, hunt for the meat. And uh, they have all kinds of different reasons, but um, you're a little bit more liberal on the, the meat giving than I guess we are at our house. We, we <laughs> definitely want to share, but, uh, I'm telling you, there's some stuff that doesn't get shared. And I went to Florida and killed an alligator, uh, several years ago. And, and, uh, there was a lot of my friends that liked alligator, but, uh, that was pretty special because there wasn't much of it. And, and, uh, we shared a little bit, but that was uh, something that wasn't fixed when friends come over. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I understand that 100%. I know like my father-in-law, um, he had killed an elk and he brought some, he, he brought me some and I cooked it for him and he said, man, that was really good. And it was really funny because the next time he came, he said, he said, Hey, he said, I'm just going to bring you the rest of this elk meat. But he said on one stipulation, I said, well, what's that? And he said, I'm going to bring this to you, but you can't cook it unless I'm up here because he was like, I, he said, there's no way I can fix it like you did and make it taste that good. And I just started laughing. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> right. So there's a, there's a few packages of elk sitting in the freezer, but I mean, I figured if I can, if I can get more people to, to try it out and taste it and go, Oh wow, this is good. Maybe just maybe the guys in the hunting industry will catch a little break because it seems like a lot of the times, nine times out of 10, like we're under fire all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I think we are. And, you know, there's uh, people that take it for granted uh, that don't think it'll ever go away, but um, it, it will. I mean, that's, that's kind of one of the reasons we started Outdoor Nation Expo. Uh, you know, I'm a co-owner with it with my partner, Rick Gage. And one of the things we found out then back in 2017, there was 1 million less hunting license sold, uh, than there was the previous year. Um, and so it's, they've seen a decline. Uh, it didn't just drop off all of a sudden in 2017. It's not what I meant to say, but it, it slowly declined and they have seen it keep declining. And a lot of people take it for granted that are hunters and, and just don't think uh, nothing's ever going to happen to it. But there's a lot of money behind anti-hunting and there's a lot of money uh, and people behind getting us, uh, you know, basically uh, to quit, so right. to speak. Absolutely. And I think, like, I don't know about you, but, um, you know, like, just like social media, like social media, is, it, it can be a great tool. Um, but if used the wrong way, it can backfire. Um, and when I first started like the page on Facebook, it was one of those deals where like, it was just, I, I, I hired it out to a company to do ads for me. Well, what I noticed was it was hitting people of all kinds of people. 
And mm-hmm. so it was like, you were getting a lot of random feedback of like, and I got like messages about like, I don't hunt. I think this is terrible. And I'm like, whoa, like I wasn't paying attention to that kind of thing. And so now it's like, you know how on Facebook you can actually market your product to to a certain type of person. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we see it in politics every day. And, but that's a whole different story. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> we, we could, I was about to say, we could do a whole nother podcast over yeah, just that. Uh, yes. I, I, I hate it. You know, everybody blames it on the algorithms and that's a big fancy word for censorship. And we're being censored on Facebook and Instagram and any other social media platform you want to have because I don't think other people have the problems that we have as outdoorsmen to share, you know, what we'd love to do. Right. Like, I never thought in a million years that they would put, um, you know how they do the cover screen where it was like, you have to click on this to see the photo. And it's like, okay, you think it's something bad. And it's a guy that killed a nice buck. And you're like, really? Right. It's not that bad. You guys will, you you can watch people shoot each other on TV, things like that. But because of a, a post that's got a guy that's excited about his hunt, you know, we can't, we can't do that. That's got to get covered up. And I was like, holy cow. No, never ending story, man. Never ending. And I think it's only going to get worse, but you know, so I figure it like this. We just got to make the best of what we got and just keep pushing it and keep getting more people in the outdoors. And I think, I think that's why I was kind of drawn to you and Rick. Like you guys push so hard about trying to get people out there. And, and I seen firsthand People that you could tell were not from the hunting world that walked through the expo, and every time you'd see them, they had a smile on their face, you know, because it was something new and exciting for them. And I mean, I think that's what it takes. It it does, and that's uh, about five years ago is the reason, uh, you know, along with the declining of of our sport, uh, is people getting more people into the outdoors. Uh, you know, our acronym is ONE, O-N-E, and it stands for Outdoor Nation Expo, but there's a reason we chose that name is because, you know, we are one, and and we just want to build our sport up uh, by getting more people involved. And I know a lot of people is doing that. I mean, we're not definitely the first to do it. Uh, we won't be the last, hopefully, um, but we wanted to build an expo around getting people involved in the outdoors and we didn't you know we didn't want to charge them we didn't want to have to pay to try something and so um there is it's free to get in our expo um once you get into our expo 95 percent of our attractions is free to do uh we have archery we have bow fishing we have uh, regular fishing we have a perch master classic we have you climb a rock wall you see extreme animals uh, we have, you shoot a BB gun, you can do a casting, you can cast a rod and reel. Uh, we've got noodling, you got all kinds of things to do and see and learn. Um, and we have, I mean, I could talk forever about the, the people that we had through there this year. We had, um, uh, a, a family from, uh, France. We had a, uh, another couple other families that didn't even speak English and they were able to shoot a bow for the first time. And, and you could see the light in the kid's eyes and you could see this, you know, just over and over. And I could, I could talk for hours about this, man. It's just so exciting 
to see uh, the look on these people's faces, like you said, and to get them out there and try something new. Um, we haven't got the statistics for this year, but uh, when we had it back in 2019, obviously we get to have it in 2020, but when we had it in 2019, um, we had over 50 adult males shoot a bow for the first time in their life, and a lot of them we followed up with and has picked up on it uh, continued the you know sport of bow hunting. Absolutely. I think that's awesome. And, I mean, it was it was crazy for me because just the amount of people that walked through the door. Saturday was the busiest day of my life. Like, I thought, I was like, oh, my gosh, what time is it? Because I was like, <laughs> I mean, you're on your feet. And I watched you run around all weekend. And, I mean, you never stopped, never slowed down. And you could tell you were wore out. But you're – it's like – it's like my dad always said, if you love what you're doing, you never work a day in your life. And, and it's, I think it takes that kind of a person to do what you guys do. And it's, it's obvious you guys love the outdoor industry as a whole and you just want to keep it going. And I mean, it was a blast. Well, we appreciate it. You know, Rick, Rick and I tell each other every year, you know, we, man, we are so tired once the expo happens and then we say, okay, we're just going to enjoy it. You know, we're going to take it all in of what we've created, uh, and we're just going to have a good time. Well, it never happens like that. <laughs> we, you know, we're passing each other. We we carry radios all the time, and and we just want to make everything perfect. We probably don't have to run around like we do as hard as we do, but we have so many moving parts that we want to make everything perfect. We want if a vendor has a problem with a Wi-Fi, with um, you know anything else, if if a, we have equipment failures, uh, we had people you know needed in certain positions. We have every little thing can go wrong and we just we just we enjoy it we do take time and enjoy it but we don't we don't get to enjoy it like a lot of people do right absolutely so so what can we expect next year i imagine this thing just gets bigger and better every year so i'm kind of excited kind of pick your brain a little bit but what can people expect uh people can expect the exact same thing that they got but with a little bonus added in here and there. You know, I, I'm always the type of guy that, hey, man, it has to be bigger and better next year. Um, you know, you are limited uh, for budget. You're limited on space. Uh, but you can always perfect, uh, even though you've built out that space, you know, we've got 120 10 by 10 vendor spaces and we've got attractions surrounding that we've got things outside one thing that we didn't even mention is we're during the hot air balloon festival uh that's been running for five years as well and we're in the concurrent weekend with that that brings a lot of people i mean uh balloon fest is almost forty thousand people i i think just on saturday it was mid 20s like 20 some thousand people that they're estimating was there and we're going to still make it free. We're still going to have the same attractions, but we're going to make those attractions bigger and better. Um, we're always looking for that one better thing. And we've actually got, I don't think I've even told you this yet, but we've got our dates for next year, and they're August 12th and 13th of awesome. 2022. And we're going to try to keep it that second weekend of August, right before deer season. Fishing season still going on strong and uh, get people out there and, and try something out. That's awesome. And, you know, that. yeah, we you're right. We never even touched the Balloon Festival. But that 
that was pretty awesome. And then Craig Morgan was there. Like, if you're an outdoor guy, Craig Morgan has got to be the funniest guy ever to watch on television because he's so energetic and he's got so much personality. And and then you get to see his concert, and that was an absolute blast. You know, my wife and I, it was really bad, and I, I'm going to say it, but we were so tired by the time we got done on Saturday. <laughs> we stayed for like half the show, and I looked at her, and I said, look, I said, it's been a really long day. I said, I think I want to go get some Whataburger and go back to the room, and I'm going to go to bed because I was so beat. And she was uh, like, I thought you'd never say it. <laughs> I, I Man, it's funny you say that because we had the exact same experience. You know, we're we're shutting down our expo at eight o'clock in, in preparation for the concert outside, and and you know, I think it was right around nine o'clock when we finally got out of there. And Rick and I looked at each other, and and you could just tell the tiredness of the the weekend was complete. You know, Sunday was just going to be come back and move out day. But we looked at each other, and there was not a chance that we were going to go over there for the concert. <laughs> yeah. I hated it. I, I, I mean, I think I heard a little bit of it, you know, as we were walking out to our vehicles. But just from putting in a week long, not not only leading up to the expo, but putting in almost a week's worth of work uh, from daylight to way past dark, getting ready for this thing, it was it was just like, we're not doing it. And I, I regret it a little bit, but then hearing from what you and other people, they only made it through a few songs and they were out. <laughs> yep. No, and it, it was funny too because I was like, oh, man. Because I really wanted to stay because I, I do really like Craig Morgan. And I was just like, oh, but my brain and my feet said another thing. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to go to bed. And my wife was like, are you sure? I was like, yep, I'm good. I said, it's been a great weekend. We've met a lot of great people. And I said, I'm ready to go home or go to sleep and then get up in the morning and we'll come back and get everything and just kind of start over. And and I, I think I was glad because I was wore out. And I, of course, just like everybody else, like I had to go right back to work Monday morning. And I mean, it took me about three days to catch up to where I was back to normal. So, I mean, and that, that kind of goes for our listeners. Like, if you've never been to Shawnee, Oklahoma, to the Outdoor Nation Expo, like, it's a big deal, and it's a lot of fun, and there's a lot that goes on. Um, you know, like my wife and I, we had never seen noodling before, and unless you're watching it on YouTube or something like that, but, like, that was a big deal for me because I was like, that's awesome. We got to watch a guy pull out a 65-pound catfish. Like, that was pretty cool. <laughs> we we uh we decided to do that a few years back and when we talked to uh jason with the bass tank you know he was like um okay um uh, he was tell he was a little bit nervous and and he jason's a noodler himself and uh you know he knew what to expect and he's always told me he said i am so glad you know, that uh, I have a little short break. He, he tries to schedule a little short break in between our show and the show he does after. But um, they those catfish are so big. We had four or five catfish in there, 30 to 50, 60 pounds, whatever they were. And they did a number on his tank. Uh, Dusty pulled them out of there multiple times a day. Uh, we had uh, Fox 25 in there. We pulled one out on live TV 
kind of freaked out the reporter guy because uh, he <laughs> didn't know what was going to happen. But you know, pulled one out there on live TV, and uh, it was it was a great time. I always say, you know, we don't have a bass tank; we have a big catfish tank. Yeah, it, it literally, and it is a big one. I was like, holy cow! And and seeing like I have dogs myself, and and seeing those guys work with those dogs, and just to see. You know, everybody's like, oh, well, they're dogs. Well, those dogs have a job, and they love their job. You can tell just by the way they act. You know, they get so excited doing what they're doing, jumping into the tank and and the shed dogs and things like that. I mean, it, it's you literally have a an avenue for everybody in the outdoors when you go to your show because if you're into shed hunting, if you're into bow hunting, if you're into gun hunting, it, I mean, you hit them all. They're all there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, what uh, what can we expect in the future for Outdoor Nation Expo TV? Um, you know, that's uh, one thing we hadn't really hit on was, uh, you know, we created the Expo, I think it's five years ago, um, and about three years ago, uh, we created a TV show off of it, and Outdoor Nation TV um, we're trying to, you know, work everybody in just the outdoor nation because we understand we've got outdoor nation expo, outdoor nation expo TV, and sometimes it can be a mouthful. So we'll just say outdoor nation. Um, we've been airing three years on our local Oklahoma city channel 52. Um, and we've been airing just about half a year, but then we changed last year to year round. So we air all 52 weeks every Sunday at 1 p.m. in the afternoon on Channel 52. And, you know, when, when we created that, uh, we kind of had the best of both worlds. You know, uh, Rick had great partners at, uh, in the Shawnee area that he had been uh, talking to for years and friends. And, and, of course, I had the video production background Rick and I have been filming our hunts for years. Rick had tons of footage. I had tons of footage that had never been seen on TV. And we took it and put it together for the TV show. Um, we, we have a lot of great things planned this year. Um, you know, Rick and I are blessed to go to some amazing places. Rick always takes his trips. Uh, you know, he hunts at home with his, uh, his girls and his son, Bo with uh, whitetail and stuff like that. Uh, him and his wife, Nicole, always go to Montana chasing some big old elk. Uh, Nicole's got very, very close over the years bow hunting, and now Rick's behind the bow this year. So Rick will be up in Montana here in a couple weeks shortly, uh, and then he'll follow that up with going to Canada uh, to follow one of our team members, Marty, on a moose hunt in Canada. Um, and then... You know, October 1st hits at the house. Then we just go crazy around here. We got Kansas, uh, Whitetail. Uh, Rick does uh, Illinois, uh, Whitetail. And uh, I just found out that, you know, I get the, get the chance to possibly go to Canada this year to hunt uh, Whitetail in November with a rifle. Uh, I'm waiting on the word any day on that. Uh, opening became available. And man, we, uh, we followed up with, you know, a lot of, uh, hunting back home. Uh, one of my special trips that I got planned this year after all that mouthful of where we're going and everywhere else. So one of the most special trips I've got planned is a Sonora, Mexico mule deer hunt 
in January. That would uh, be awesome. Been looking forward to that. Uh, kind of got a couple of the guys fighting, you know, a couple of guys fighting to, uh, you know, who's going to go film me and <laughs> uh, stuff like that. Um, but, uh, you know, man, just it, we've got probably uh, three or four husband and wife teams that, you know, paired up with Rick and uh, myself and my family and stuff like that. And so we're not short on content, uh, but the hunts have to go, you know, as planned. Uh, right. We're working our way through the episodes this year. We've got uh, about four or five more left to air. Then we'll be on re reruns, re-airs, whatever you want to call them, all the way through hunting season. And then we'll get prepared to bang out some more shows, new shows next year. Heck yeah. I know, uh, you know, with, like, we started Whitetails and Whitelines TV, and it's just a YouTube channel. And uh, I met some really cool guys at the expo that do a lot of the same thing. And, you know, for us being a new brand that nobody knows about, um, for us, it was a matter of just getting our brand out there. Um, and I feel like, I feel like we really hit the nail on the head with, with meeting you guys and getting involved with you guys. Cause it's, it's been, it's been awesome so far. Like I literally, like, I don't have any problems. Like I've sent you pictures, pictures of bucks that I've got on camera and just to kind of pick your brain, you know, like, Hey, what do you think? Like, pretty good sized buck you know and uh i'm I'm excited for the future yeah i uh, forgot to mention that uh you know missouri whitetail hunt that i'm gonna go on up there um with a guy by the name of brady and he's got this giant giant eight point that he's gonna put me on uh just <laughs> you know waiting for the dates on that that trip right <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, boy uh, i'll tell you what when when he showed up he showed up, I don't know, it's been, oh, I don't know, I think I texted you right away as soon as he come yeah. in, and uh, when he showed up, I, my heart just started pounding, you know, because you get so excited, and, and it's it's hard, because you know how deer patterns are, yeah. and uh, this is the first year in four years that I've got to be home to, we've always, like, usually I come home for the 4th of July, and you go out there to the place where you're hunting, and you put in the work, and you either start planting food plots, things like that. And this year, I've got to be home since November of last year. So, like, I haven't taken my cameras down all year, and I've been working my butt off, and it's it's paying off. You know, four years of managing the 300 acres that we hunt on has been phenomenal. But it's taken four years of, you know, last year we started to see big bucks, and I, I was blessed and, and got a really good one on December 4th of last year. It was after gun season, and there was a doe still in heat, and he come by, and I got him with my bow, and it was an absolute blessing. And then this year, you know, I was just chomping at the bit. I'm like, okay, okay, they're growing. Yep, they're looking good. And then all of a sudden, boom, <laughs> Goliath boom. shows up, and I was like, holy cow, like, where has he been hanging out, you know? And we've got him on camera, like, for the last six days in a row, he's been on camera. So it's like, okay. My game plan in that situation is hunt hard that first week and, and get them before the patterns change because you never know what's going to happen this time of year. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, we won't show Rick Gage those pictures because he'll he'll travel across the country after a big eight. Uh, he, he loves those things, man. And, you know, uh, hunting here at the house, 
everybody loves the rut or hunting anywhere. Everybody loves the rut. You know, I can't wait for the rut, you know, big bucks and just running around like crazy. Well, they are, but I'm telling you, early season is where we love here at home. And I'm talking about me and my wife and my son is we've had great success before the 8th of October every year. And it's, it's being, you know, patient about it. It's what I call waiting on a cold front. And right. if you leave them alone, let their, let them do their thing. Just because it's October 1st, don't roll in there and hunt that 90 some degree day when they're, you know, they're probably not going to show up. They may or may not, but just wait, just wait and only hunt the afternoons. Uh, and, and just don't bump them out in the mornings when you can't see anything anyway, hunt the afternoons. Right. And if you can get a north wind and a drop in temperature, sometimes 10 degrees, sometimes even 20, if you can get a drop in temperatures, that is the most consistent you'll get on that deer you've been watching all summer long. Yeah, it's it's and it's exciting because, like, the more you hunt, the more you learn. And it's I look at bow hunting. Like, I got into bow hunting literally five years ago, and my wife says I'm ate up because it's literally everything <laughs> I do is – it all points back to bow hunting. Everything we do out there on the place where we hunt. And I mean, it's just, it's one of those deals. It's all I think about all the time. And, and you put in the work and it's like, okay, now there's got to be a strategy. You just can't go out there and hunt the heck out of it all the time because you will bump them and then they won't be back. And then you'll have to wait for the rut, you know, right. before right. bucks get dumb and start chasing does. And, and as a bow hunter, like people... Like you said earlier, people that only, they get excited about the rut and they love it, but they don't realize is that that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like if you're a bow hunter and you hunt from, like for us in Missouri, it's September 15th to January 30th, or 15th, I'm sorry. And so if you do that, you get to hunt a lot of the year. So you get to get out there in the woods and put in the work and put in the time. And, and like you said, early season, hunt your evenings don't get out there and bump deer and it's funny because like i've got him on camera at like 5 30 in the morning well if i was to go hunting in the morning early yeah. season i'm gonna yeah. be there 5 30 yeah. you're gonna bump him and he's gone yeah you're, you think you're being all stealthy and and you know a lot of those big bucks they will not blow like a doe will so they'll sneak off and you might hear them running through the timber or something but you know you won't see them running across the field and you'll be all stealthy and sneaking in there thinking you're doing something good you can do way way more harm in that early season um you know plus take the advantage sleep in <laughs> who don't like exactly. to, who don't like to sleep in man that's why i like to go bear hunting you know, bear hunting happens in the evening time. That morning time, you wake up, have you a big old breakfast, and you know, get a game plan. Go check cameras at noon, and and just uh, okay, who, where are you going to go? What time are you going? Everything else. Absolutely. So, so do you guys? Are you guys partnered up with anybody? You don't want to give a shout out to anybody that you're partners with. And we're partnering with a lot of people uh, here locally. Uh, one thing that, that I seen when we did our TV show, uh, seeing other TV shows is we're just, you know, man, they got to shoot a certain bow or they got to shoot a certain, you know, broadhead or something like that. And it's definitely, definitely, uh, you know, who of somebody to, to do that and get partners and sponsors because got to pay the bills. Um, but one thing we like to do is, have the freedom on our show to, you know, wear whatever 
camo you want and wear, you know, shoot whatever bow or gun or anything else, uh, all the way down to the deer feed. Um, but we realize those partners and sponsors are very, very good for everybody. Uh, like I said, when it comes to pay the bills and, and we've got, uh, you know, if I go to naming some, I'm probably going to forget some. So, uh, right. <laughs> you know, uh, we're, we're blessed with a lot of, uh, from a dental office to a feed store to, you know, grocery store and the, the biggest supporter of ours, which is our title sponsor where we held the expo is the citizen Potawatomi nation tribe. Uh, down there in Shawnee and, uh, the CPN tribe is, is our title sponsor and, uh, they help us out a lot. Uh, been blessed to continue with the hot air balloon fest and they will not have the, have the hot air balloon fest unless outdoor nation expo can happen at the same time. That's awesome. That's awesome that people are like that, you know, and that's, that's what I think the, when it all boils down to it, you know, this whole industry is, it's such a family based and family-oriented industry that we treat everybody like family, and it's it's just absolutely amazing to to see the relationships you build and, and things like that. So I mean, it's it's super awesome. I'm I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited for next year. I know for a fact that we will be there, no matter what. Um, we had a blast, even you know just just to go hang out with our friends for the weekend. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's fun, you know. Right, right. No, we uh, we pride ourselves on entertaining from the time you get there on that Thursday evening. That'll be every year, year after year. And every night we look forward to entertainment. Um, you know, we had our first balloon fest meeting the other day and, and those guys are really, really stepping up to get some bigger entertainment, believe it or not, um, may or may not succeed, but they're trying to get some bigger entertainment um, you know, more things to do and just, it's, man, it's all free, hundred percent free. Yeah. You can't beat it. Like if you want to just go have fun, like that's the place to be. Mm-hmm. So, well, man, I'm, I'm super glad and I'm thankful that you took the time out of your busy schedule to get with me on this. And, uh, I'm glad we got to talk and just kind of let people know about the expo, man. That's, that's for me, that's what it's all about is networking. Like you said earlier, and just helping you pat your, my back, I'll pat yours type deal. And, and you build great friendships because of things like that. So I'm super excited. We got to do this, man. We love to have you, you know, when you talk to somebody on the phone and, you know, you're just always hoping, man, do they, you know, are they going to like our expo? Are they going to sell enough product? Are they going to meet enough people? And it's great to hear these stories, uh, that, that you did very well. And, uh, we'd love to love to have you back. Absolutely, man. I only got one question. Are you wearing the white tails and white lines gear that we sent you? (laughs) (laughs) I am not at the moment. Um, but, uh, it, it definitely, definitely is being put to good use. Uh, my wife snatched up a shirt, uh, Rick snatched up a hat that, uh, one of his girls are going to wear. I've got, uh, one of the black hats, uh, sitting here, uh, started putting the feed out and, uh, I I think it's all going to go great. That's awesome, man. So if anybody out there that's listening that wants to find you guys, how can they find you? Uh, good old Facebook is probably the easiest, um, and we're working on right before the expo, we started designing a new website, outdoornationexpo.com. 
that revamp website didn't go as planned and we got something out there as quick as we could. Um, but, uh, it's up and running, uh, like it always has been Facebook outdoor nation expo on Facebook, uh, and in our YouTube. And so outdoor nation TV on YouTube, one of the good things about, uh, YouTube is we got a place to air all of our episodes that we can't, uh, show people that doesn't live in Oklahoma city. And so I don't think we'll ever be on a national recognized TV, you know, network, um, and we like our local, you know, local show and local channel. And so, uh, that YouTube is great to, uh, post our videos and stuff like that. Absolutely. And like me personally, I'm a subscriber to you guys, your guys' page. And it's funny because earlier, right before we, we started this podcast, I was talking to my father-in-law, like he's in Minnesota pipeline and working. And he was like, we were talking deer hunting, of course, cause he gets the same emails that I get with the bucks coming in. And, uh, he was like, he's like, so where can I find their shows? And I told him, and he was like, okay. He's like, I got them. I'm subscribed. So I'm sure tonight he'll be sitting in his chair watching, watching a little Outdoor Nation TV, which is good stuff. So that's awesome. I I lost count of how many's on there, and and uh, you know they can get pretty lengthy, but if you got some time, uh, you know they're they're great to watch. Absolutely. Well. I appreciate the phone call, man, and I'm glad we got to get together and do this. It's been a blast. Um, And for all the listeners, if you guys have never been, you need to go to the Outdoor Nation Expo in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Next year is going to be bigger and better, and it's going to be awesome, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Man, we'll be glad to have you back. Can't look forward to it. All right, man. Have a great night. All right. Take care. Bye.
Shower!